G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Uh, An update as we do on a Thursday with the Director of Family Voice Australia, National Director Ashley Saunders, who's joining us again. Hello, Ashley. Welcome back to 2020. Uh, Good. Thank you, uh, Neil. It's good to be with you and uh, good morning to listeners. It seems like winter is finally arriving. Well, uh, you better let us in because it seems to be every week I talk to you, Ashley, you're in a different location. This morning you are in Newcastle. What's the weather like? It's obviously getting a bit cooler. Uh, It is getting a bit cooler in Newcastle, and uh, that's a good thing. I like the cool weather. Newcastle is my hometown, and uh, even though I'm here for work, I've had the the rare privilege of being able to have breakfast with my parents. So that's, uh, that's a good thing. It is very good. Hey, you've been monitoring along one of the biggest developments on the political horizon this year. Of course, it sent shockwaves when Senator Cory Bernardi split from the Liberal Party earlier this year. But there's a major announcement this week uh, where Family First is merging with the Australian Conservatives under the leadership of Cory Bernardi. Uh, What are your overall uh, first impressions of that move, Ashley Saunders? My first impression was surprise. Um, On reflection, I probably shouldn't have been surprised. Um, There are some similarities between the emphases, but there are some differences. Uh, The Family First Party very clearly came out of uh, a Christian perspective, not just a conservative perspective. Um, But having said that, many of the positions of Family First, uh, not all, but many of the positions would not be dissimilar to those that Cory Bernardi has been uh, making uh, news about in the last several months. Okay, what you're suggesting too is that there may be a prompting here uh, by damage to the Family First brand under some of the issues that they've faced uh, with some of the controversies surrounding Bob Day. Is there something to do uh, with that damage that might have prompted uh, the, the outcome this week? Certainly media commentators are suggesting that. Let's just go back a step. So um, Family First um, first came on the scene some years ago um, out of a former pastor based in uh, the northern suburbs of Adelaide. And, um, and then they were without representation in the federal parliament for some time until Bob Day in 2013, I think it was, that he was elected. There is certainly some suggestion that with uh, Bob Day having been elected and then having... Um, stood down because of the troubles with his uh, with his private business, um, and then with the uh, the court case that went to the High Court and found that he had an indirect benefit um, and therefore was ineligible to have stood for election. The, the commentators are suggesting that um, there was some damage done to the Family First brand. Most people, I guess, in states other than South Australia are not as exposed to Family First as a political movement uh, as are those in South Australia where it started and uh, where they've still got two members in the, uh, in the state upper house. And, and so certainly, although there's been some, um, some public utterance that says that uh, this was not occasioned by damage to the brand, the commentators are certainly indicating that the brand has been damaged. 
Let's talk about South Australia too, uh, because you spend a lot of time in South Australia these days. In fact, that's the headquarters uh, for Family Voice Australia. Uh, Some legislative changes happening in South Australia that might make it harder for minor parties. And so you think there might be motivation uh, with uh, with the emerging of these two parties because of some of those reasons? Uh, Again, it's been suggested that that's one of the reasons for it. Um, There's an election due in South Australia uh, in March of next year. I think it's early March of next year that the federal, uh, the state election is due in South Australia. And and just as there has been some changes in the Senate, um, so there'll be some changes in the South Australian Parliament that would would make it a bit harder for minor parties to be elected. And, and, And so does it make sense for... Um, conservative politicians of a Christian flavour to maximise their potential exposure. I think it does make some sense, and I can understand where they're coming from. At the same time, there will be some there will be some people who have been family first supporters who are not necessarily supporters of Cory Bernardi uh, or of his Australian Conservatives movement. So you run the risk of alienating some people. At the same time, it does make some sense from a political perspective, for them to maximise or to take steps that they see as maximising their potential uh, impact and their ability to impact the parliament. I note that The Australian is reporting today that Cory Bernardi is on the hunt for more politicians and party members. I imagine that when you've got the major announcement that has taken everyone by surprise in some sense, but the profile is high at the moment. He's got the the bait out. The, the He's fishing for uh, new politicians to join him, for party members. Is he looking for disgruntled people, do you think? Or uh, what sort of people do you think he would be asking to join and to support his movement? Uh, I would imagine that he'd be um, asking for people who are like-minded who are more socially conservative and perhaps politically conservative. At the same time, there's some dangers because there are some people who perhaps are socially conservative but politically moderate, who who might be economically not necessarily um, conservative but conservative on social or Christian-related moral issues. And so... There's, there's, there's the potential to alienate some people. There's the potential to dissipate a vote. But on the whole, people who are involved in politics need to make the assessment about what is the, what is the way that... Who, who are the people that can come on board and what is the best way that I can maximise the likelihood that I'll get elected, not just because I want to get elected, but because in being elected, I can then influence policy and legislation. I always am interested when we talk about conservatives because that terminology means different things to some people. And uh, uh, there's conservatism, and then, of course, there are Christian conservatives. And, uh, and we'd like to think, I guess, as Christians, that it's our values that actually undergird what conservative values really mean. Now, there's uh, four pillars, uh, four principles uh, that... Uh, Corey Bernardi is going to be standing for uh, strong, stronger families, fostering free enterprise, limiting the size and scope and reach of government and rebuilding a civil society. Uh, none of those have a religious appeal about them, but there is a certain sense in which a Christian uh, foundation does undergird uh, those sorts of principles. 
Yeah, that's right. Um, the, the one that perhaps at a Christian level or at a faith level would have the most potential for um, debate or discussion around the family table is probably the one about limiting the scope and reach of government uh, because it's probably on that point that many Christians who would probably agree with the other points would disagree that, that there are some um, Christians who would say we need to ensure that we have um, more social welfare. We need to make sure that um, we have more protection for the vulnerable. And so it's at that level that uh, that you'll have debate. I mean, it probably comes as no surprise to many of your listeners that growing up in Newcastle, where um, it's it's a very Labor-dominated town, that there'd be a Christian view in a place like Newcastle and maybe Ipswich in Queensland and other places that would say that there's a whole lot of good in having a, a welfare state. And so it's probably on that point that you'd find the most conversation or most debate amongst Christians at church and around the, the dinner table. Okay, the, uh, the the new party, the Australian Conservatives, uh, it's got its strongest base in South Australia. Uh, of course, adding the merger of Family First means that there's a real strengthening of the base coming in other states around the nation. Uh, what are your thoughts about the way that this uh, Australian Conservatives Party might well strengthen? Because there are some elections on the horizon, as I understand it, uh, uh, South Australia next year, possibility for Queensland late this year or early next year. Uh, could Corey Bernardi and the Australian Conservatives be ready in this short space of time in the lead-up to, to be able to be a force when it comes to those elections? Oh, they could be. And um, the question, I guess, that we all just don't know is whether they will be. They certainly could be, but will they be? And one of the dangers of starting a new movement, starting a new party, trying to influence not just a a single state but many states um, is that parties that are just starting have the potential to disintegrate quickly as well, as we've seen in recent years with the Palmer United Party and... We've seen a whole lot of ups and downs with the One Nation Party. And so certainly they will need to be careful about that. When you're a bigger, more established party and you've got procedures for candidate selection and for all those kinds of things, even those parties get themselves into trouble. It's so much harder. A new party, a new movement, one that's trying to expand rapidly, is at a very vulnerable position. And uh, and so that's the unknown, I think, as to what might happen Uh, as this movement expands. And, of course, the other element in here is uh, the new senator, Lucy Gichui, uh, who's distancing herself at this point from uh, the idea of connecting with the Australian Conservatives because she sees herself as coming to the Senate uh, under the banner of uh, Family First. And with the changes happening right on this very important time for her, uh, she's taking a little bit of a step back and and a wait and see what happens type position. Have you got any thoughts on her on her stance? Uh, I, th- I think from her perspective, it's a very principled position, where what she's saying is, uh, I'm a, I'm being elected because Bob Day was uh, was ruled out. Um, I'm here as a family first uh, senator. Uh, that's the party I stood for. That's the party I want to represent. If that party doesn't now exist because it's merging with another movement, I'm not sure that I necessarily want to jump in to bed with that other movement. Let me let me find my feet. And so there's a sense of principle as well as caution 
and um, and I think um, I'd be in, encouraging of her to uh, to look at the landscape to assess the the best way in which she can, in keeping with who she is and the principles she's got and the platforms on which she stood, uh, what is the best course for her to go uh, over the next little while as she finds her feet. We'll certainly be monitoring along what happens with the developments when it comes to the Australian Conservatives. Another issue, just quickly, uh, abortion back in the news. Uh, Ashley, uh, a Greens bill to be debated in the New South Wales Parliament, uh, perhaps as early as next week. Uh, yes, that's right. And um, uh, it, it just seems at the moment that there's one issue after another, and some of them are federal issues and some of them are state issues, and it's just a, a relentless um, attack, I might even say, uh, on different things. And so, yes, there's a bill that's being debated as early as next week in the New South Wales Parliament, which would have the impact of um, um, permitting abortion at any stage of pregnancy up to birth um, with um, not many, if any, safeguards. And in, in that sense, it's not unlike the legislation um, that was uh, recently withdrawn from Queensland. And uh, certainly... The Family Voices Movement um, has joined with a number of other organisations in New South Wales and uh, is really anxious for people to express their concern. Uh, there are petitions being circulated and uh, there's a member of the, um, the New South Wales Upper House, Greg Donnelly, um, and uh, uh, he's an, an MLC who is being uh, active in this, a Labor MLC who uh, is really against um, these legislation and uh, I'd encourage people to look at the Family Voice um, Facebook page to see uh, where there might be a link to being involved in that petition. And if you can't find it somewhere, um, make some contact if you're in New South Wales with Greg Donnelly's office and uh, he'll put you in touch with uh, where you can sign that petition. It really uh, is a very important thing that uh, people in New South Wales take their stand. Okay, there's a Family Voice Facebook page. The Family Voice website is fava.org.au. Ashley Saunders, the National Director of Family Voice Australia. Ashley, thanks so much for taking some time to talk to us again today on 2020. It's my pleasure and good morning to you and your listeners. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.